Did you know that you can stream the best of HBO shows and more with the new Astro? Better than before, no rain interruptions, no repeats. Just stream anytime and on demand via the Astro Ultrabox. It starts from only RM5990 a month and you can find out more information at astro.com.my. This is the Goggler Podcast, Bahir and Uma with you. And you know what time it is. It's time to talk about Expendables. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I swear to God, throughout this movie, I couldn't stop thinking about where you would insert the number five in the title for the inevitable Expendable sequel. Is it Expend Five Bowls? No, that doesn't make sense. Where would you put the five in? In the S. Expendable, Expendable 5. Yeah. Five. Oh, Bro, come yes. on. Yes. This movie was so dumb that it destroyed so many brain cells that I couldn't figure out that simple thing. <laughs> it was staring you in the face, my friend. The whole time. The oh, whole time. Can I just say, this is my first Expendables movie and good God, I hope it's my last. So here's the thing. The first, I would say two Expendables movies were quite interesting if only because it was the first time that all of these classic hollywood action heroes got together in one place and i think growing up if you grew up in that generation of hollywood action movies where it seemed like these individuals were constantly in competition with one another the stallones and bruce willis and schwarzenegger and van damme and dolph lundgren to see them all come together was pretty cool. You know what it is? It's the ultimate Top Trumps movie, right? That's exactly right. You would have those conversations where like, oh, Arnold from Terminator 2 could totally beat Rocky's ass, right? Yeah. Demolition Man or the Universal Soldier, right? <laughs> and, and it was just very cool seeing all these people on screen. Now, don't get me wrong. Those first few movies had terrible storylines as well. But what was interesting about them was that all of the actors seemed to be having a really good time. Mm. By the time we get to Expendables 3 and Expendables is what I'm going to call it throughout this review, by the time we get to this point, even the actors feel tired doing this. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the part where we're convinced that this movie was just written by ChatGPT. I think there are three people with a story credit, but we're convinced that those three people were the ones responsible for feeding the parameters into ChatGPT. It's like, hey, ChatGPT, write me an expendable sequel, but this time feature Megan Fox. There are, hang on, one, two, there are four people that are credited with story and screenplay. Three story by credit and three screenplay by credit. That's just fucking insane for this movie. I'm sorry, but that's just fucking insane. I, how did these people get their WGA cards? Really? I'm assuming this is one of those projects that they can do on a really low budget. And so they can just keep churning them out. Because whatever little money they make is profit. 
Like these movies can't possibly cost too much money. The CGI is just so CGI looking. All of those things are correct. However, Jason Statham is still Jason Statham. Sly Stone is still Sly Stone. And Sly Stone's in a bit of a renaissance at the moment. But Sly Stone and Jason Statham are also credited as executive producers, which also means they're probably doing this on discount. Now. It feels like the kind of movie that maybe they want to do because it's a bit of fun. And so they're not charging their usual rates. There were points throughout this movie where if I was watching this at home, I'd have stopped the movie. I would have just gone, yep, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. This is done. Cannot. For those who are interested, the story involves the theft of nuclear detonators that are going to be used to cause an international incident. That's about as much detail as you're going to get. They don't even give a shit. They don't care about spelling out the details of what's going to happen. Hey, man. Nuclear detonators have gone missing, so it's going to cause an international incident. So let's call in the team. But that's the thing, right? It feels like the, the writers didn't even bother to come up with a plausible event. They don't even go so far as to talk about what would happen. There's no like, oh my God, if this happened, this is going to happen. No, they're just like, it'll cause an international incident. Cool. Let's get the guys to go in. You know, it just feels blah. I wouldn't say there's no effort. I will say there's very little effort in this movie. And it took four guys to do it. Very little effort is the absolute perfect description for this movie. It's not even tries hard. It doesn't bother trying at all. So the big difference between the first, second, third, and Expend Four Balls is that in the first movie, you had Stallone, Statham, Jet Li. You had a fantastic lineup of once great action heroes, right? Dolph Lundgren, mm. Eric Roberts, Randy Couture, Terry Crews, Mickey Rock, they were all there. And then in Expendables 2, they raised the stakes. They bring in Bruce Willis, they bring in Arnie. You know, the Holy Trinity is in a movie together. And then you've also got the Norris. So you bring yeah. in the internet meme. And then in the third movie, you get Antonio Banderas inside, who was with Stallone in Assassins. And then you've got Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, and for some reason, Kelsey Grammer. Wesley Snipes is also in the third movie. So there are all of these actors that raise the stakes of the film. So if you were a fan of those 90s and 2000s action movies, what keeps you going through these otherwise terrible films are the gimmicks and the cameo appearances. And so with Expendables 4, you think they will raise the stakes some more, but they do nothing. Like Megan Fox is in this one and 50 Cent is in this one. And you're like, wait, what made those other three movies fun was that you were having fun with it too. And this one just feels like you've made another Expendables movie. Aha, I have solved it for you. The first three movies had Sylvester Stallone with screenplay credits. This one doesn't. Expend Four Bills doesn't have Sylvester Stallone touching it. That could be it because the fourth one, this one, only one that I've seen is terrible. It's just absolute dog shit. It's written by a child and or chat GPT. 
The dialogue is so pathetic. Yeah, you're not here for dialogue, sure. But it's a movie that words have to be said. And I think you can do better than some of the words that were said here. And I think that's my issue with it. The action was, there was a lot of it. None of it was very good. Also, can I just say, the third act battle happens on a tanker ship, right? They lob grenades. An RPG goes off. A bazooka goes off at one point. The, the ship's fine. The floors of the ship it's fine grenade just explodes there's no hole it's okay you know no logic's out the door here my friend logic has taken a holiday when this movie was written and you're right about the stallone credit he's a very good character writer right he's very good at writing words he's very good at writing relationships not like a boy girl relationship but just relationship between characters those dialogue moments he's very very good at and I think you really see the difference because those character moments, those cute moments between these individuals in the film do not feel cute in the least. The humor is so forced. That's what first got us thinking about the fact that this might be written by AI because the jokes feel like they were lifted out of some internet joke generator. I have no doubts this movie will probably do decent in cinemas. I don't think there's enough here for a rewatch, which I think the first couple of Expendables films did well. I knew a lot of people who went back to rewatch those movies. Only because of the gimmick. And I think that's what made those movies work. When you saw these actors, a lot of them sharing screen time for like the first time ever, it was interesting. It was cute. It was fun. And I think that dynamic was fun to watch. When you see Stallone, Willis and Schwarzenegger together on screen, there is a natural chemistry there that's interesting. Yeah. You're watching it and you're like, yes, all three of you created Planet Hollywood and then failed. Yeah. There was something there. This lacks even that. And I think the only interesting thing, and I use this word with a lot of asterisks around it. Like the only interesting thing in this movie is potentially the relationship between Stallone and Statham. But even that is written so badly, it doesn't land. Because you're mm. meant to believe that these are brothers in arms who've been together from the first movie. And so when things happen, they ride or die, right? And the chemistry is there, but the writing is bad and doesn't take advantage of it. I would like to see a good action movie with Stallone and Statham that's written well. And I yeah. think that's what's lacking. Because the both of them, they work together. And I would like to see more of them together. I think there's a, a writer out there who can probably write that movie. A writer that will respect the art form of the late 80s, early 90s action movie. But you're going to have to pay that person actual manila. You know, Lionsgate can't just get these people on the cheap because that's what it feels like they've done here. Like it's oh, so yeah. cheap that even though there's a lot of action, none of it lands because it's so CGI'd that it has no weight whatsoever. Like, you know how when you see the action in John Wick, there's a weight to it. When someone dies, you feel the death. Here, when yeah. a bullet goes through someone and their head explodes, 
it literally feels like someone smashed a tomato with a mallet. Like it's worse than video game graphics. But it's not even that. I, I don't know if it's just because of the preceding bad writing that we've been seeing in that movie. But there is this thing of like when these characters die... I don't feel anything. I don't feel, yeah, fuck that guy, right? It's just, huh, he's dead, move on. When you're watching a movie like this, you only want one thing, right? You want a villain that is so mean that when he finally meets his comeuppance, you are just clapping your hands in glee, right? Or you want henchmen who are so vicious that you just can't wait for the good guy to take them down. And there is a bad guy that is potentially set up in that manner here, but he is so lame that when he meets his comeuppance and his right-hand man finally meets his end, you're like, meh, is that it? Yeah. You know what You know what these people need to do? These people need to watch Jailer and take a lesson out of that movie. Like, by the time you reach the end of that movie, you are just like, oh, fuck him up. Like, I want to see this motherfucker die. You know what it is? I figured it out. You know what the problem is with this film? The deaths feel like deaths in Mortal Kombat, right? It's gory as fuck, right? Like, oh my god, there's so much blood, but I don't feel anything. It's like, oh, okay, he'll come back or not, whatever. I don't give a shit. And that was happening to a lot of the characters, a lot of these sort of like big villains in this film, right? The general, the general's henchman, the big bad guy. It's like a surprise death and you just go like, really? We're ending the movie like this, you know? And that's unfortunate because I think if anything, you want to see Statham go mano a mano against someone, right? You kind of did a little bit with the fight between him and Iko Uwais, but like, even that fight wasn't well designed. I fucking love the raid. That movie's got deaths galore, and you feel every cut, right? You flinch at every punch. You flinch at every knife, stab, wound, slash, whatever. Here... It's a flash on camera and you go like, mirror, move on, you know. It's like, yeah, he got stabbed. Okay, cool. And then, you know, it's like none of it works. It's been 10 years since Expendables 3. You would think that in all of that time, they could come up with something better. Oh, well, Expendables is already in Malaysian cinemas. Just do yourself a favor and skip this one. It's not worth your time. And this coming from someone who actually enjoys these sorts of movies. Yeah. This was just boring. Let us know what you think if you actually do go out and see this. We know there's nothing else in cinemas right now, but ugh. anyway, if you do, let us know what you think or what you thought of Expendables. Reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Drop us a line on any one of those channels and we'll send you a link to join our brand new Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.